0: And we're going to take some time this morning just to see from God's Word how this year, and I know two months have gone by, and uh, if I ask how many of you have already broken all of your New Year's resolutions, uh, if I ask who hasn't, and you raise your hand, I'd say you need to be working on pride or you need to be working on lying, one or the other. <clears throat> but uh, I, I hope that you have a, a list, or at least one in the family with the bulletin. should have had that list in your Bible, the 10 questions to ask yourself for the new year. Did, did that show up in your bulletins? Yes. Anybody still awake? Okay, yes, okay. Uh, the reason that I... And, and you've received this a couple times because it's taking a few times to go through this. But uh, I, these are questions I want you to ask again and again and again through this next year. I want something in my life to be different this year than it was last year to the good. Something that will, will uh, draw me closer to God. Something different than I did last year. I want to be more like Jesus. And Romans 8, 29 says that's what God has chosen us to do. He he chose us out to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus. And if we decide we're not going to make any changes, we're saying, I am through with God working on me. And none of us are that good. Believe me, you might not believe it, but believe me, we are not so good that we do not still need to be worked on. And some of the questions here that are asked, and uh, Don Whitley, a professor at uh, Southern Baptist University, he, uh, we called him and he said, sure, uh, this is fine. Go ahead and list these questions. They are good questions. He gives them to the students there at the university each year. And so I'm hoping that you will not take the defeat that you have experienced in the first two months And that I won't take the defeat to be final. Two months have passed. How have I done? Well, not so good in some areas. I want to encourage you to say, this is just a starting time. Every time, every Sunday can be a fresh start. But we need to be making changes in our lives. And so I pray that you will as well. And that each defeat will just be the beginning of a new Starts uh, in Haggai, when we first looked at this. uh, Haggai, the prophet says, God says, consider your ways, folks. Consider your ways. That's what we need to do. And so the 10 questions, when we stop and consider, uh, 10 questions here. uh, I want us to look at the first one we've looked at. What's one thing you can do this year to increase your enjoyment of God? Because our chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. How is that going? How are you doing? Uh, so what can you do to, to enjoy God? And the three primary means, according to Scripture, of enjoying God is, is through his word. And whether it's journaling. And I, uh, I, I wish I was smart enough. Uh, somebody just gave me a sample of of their journal, and I know Cindy's got something like this. and And I I lo- I wish I was smart enough to do this, but you see, they've written out the passage in the middle, and then they've asked questions about that passage, and they uh, they know more about God now than they did be- before they got to this verse. Uh, that's not going to be. I, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm journaling, but on just a little notebook and a word or two, uh, but if you're able to do this, thank you, Lord, and you thank him as well for that. It's through his word, getting to enjoy God, through his word, meditating on it, reading it through once a year, reading it through twice a year, reading it through in the five-year program, uh, plan, but read through God's word. It is his word. It's not us. And then through his word is one way of enjoying God from Scripture. Through prayer is another, something that goes along praying through Scripture or having a, a, a prayer chair where you just imagine Jesus is right there with you or in the seat in the car next to you when you're on your way to work and you talk to him out loud. Uh, change, mix it up how you talk to him, but pray to him. Along with prayer comes fasting and uh, Uh, one Sunday I was going to preach on fasting, a Sunday evening, and nobody showed up because uh, we don't want to fast. And I'm not going to go, this morning I'm not going to go in, but I, I do want to touch on something about fasting so that if you don't learn anything else this morning, you can learn a little bit on fasting. I'd like you to turn to Isaiah 58. Verse 6, if you're not a believer, fasting is only going to help you lose weight. It's not going to draw you to God. Although maybe if you fasted long enough, the Holy Spirit would be able to break through your shell because you don't come to God unless the Holy Spirit draws you. And he, he wants to draw all of us. And he's there knocking, but sometimes we just... We just don't respond. We don't want to respond. Maybe there's something in our lives. But on uh, Isaiah 58, just some, this is when you can fast. If, if you're facing one of these things, and I think I've got uh, eight of these things, so I'll go through them quickly. If you're facing one of these eight things, this might be an indication that you could fast. Now, If I ask how many of you would like to fast, probably a lot of us. We would raise our hands until lunch, and then we would have to think about it. Well, maybe it's not such a good idea. But if you're facing one of these things, here it says in in verse 6, is not this the fast that I have chosen? Okay, so uh, through Isaiah, God is telling us that this, you might need to fast if, number one, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke. Is it not uh, to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide him not thyself from thine own flesh? Then shall the light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here am I, here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, and putting forth of the finger, and and speaking vanity... And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. You have a great testimony here through this fast. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places, thou shalt raise up the foundations of thy generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in, Uh, this this is an opportunity that we do not take advantage of just from this passage on how uh, we can become effective through the means of fasting. Let's just pray for a minute. Father, as we look at this passage, I pray that in some way it will break our hearts. And, And you know the things in my life that need to be broken or continually broken or daily broken. And I'm asking that that might be true. Lord, might we see the importance of fasting today in Jesus' name, amen. So, when do we fast? Verse 6 says, The first reason we fast is when we're caught in a sinful pattern, to loose the, the bands of wickedness. Uh, you know what that he's talking about, to loose the bands of wickedness. That wickedness, got, have you ever had the bands of wickedness get a hold of you? I know he's, the bands of wickedness have gotten a hold of a lot of us. And we've had to pray and ask God to break those bands, and without His strength breaking them. And if if the bands are not being broken, I I think of the 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 bands of pride, and anger, and criticism. Sometimes we think, well, that person's got the gift of criticism. No, that's not a gift. That's a band. A bondage uh, or uh, a pornography or alcohol or or drugs or uh, and you, they you probably have had people. I know I've had plenty of people come and say, you know it, it's just so strong I just can't I can't defeat it. I just can't quit, I just can't stop it's there of course not, because they're bands, they're bonds. They're, they're holding us down, or they're holding together. And if that is the case, and, and you tell me that you just can't quit, then I will say, then you need to fast. Because that's what it says here. Is not this the fast that I've chosen to loose the, the bands of wickedness? These things that are holding you? Uh, Paul calls them the weights. And the sin with that doth so easily beset us. Lay aside those. Break those. If you can't, fast. Now, this isn't the time to, to go through, well, don't fast if you're diabetic or go to a special fast or fast something besides food or, or uh, you know, there are all kinds of ways to fast. So we're not going to go into that today. I'm just saying, this fast that they're talking about in Isaiah is just dietary. Stop eating or dedicate that time to the Lord. But uh, when you fast, it opens the clogged pipes to the Lord because it clarifies your thoughts. It clarifies your your prayer request. You are praying for something specific, not and give me a good day today. Which, I pray all the time, and that's not what God wants me to pray. I I need to be specific. I need to be able to get to the end of the day and say, this was a good day because, yeah, you you need to. And fasting does this. In in the olden days, they had a a commercial on TV on Drano, and they, they had the plumbing in there with the goose, the trap, and they poured that in there and it just we watched it we could see it and eventually it go and it was clear a uh, fasting does that that's that's what it's for and it helps us loose the bands of wickedness it reveals really uh, sinful patterns in our lives and maybe you don't know what it might be i mean probably you have a good idea of what this band is. And maybe, maybe you don't have any. Maybe you've been dealing with your bands daily. And that's really how it is done. And that is good. That is what you should be doing. Uh, second reason to fast is when you have a heavy burden. It says to undo, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens. Uh, it, anybody here have a heavy burden? I think. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, because then you might want to know. But it's it's all right to share your heavy burden with somebody else. I think everybody needs a prayer partner, somebody to say, hey, I've got this burden. But I know there are plenty of burdens here, whether it's your health, whether it's uh, your job, whether it's your family, whether it's those that have, Uh, Not speaking to you anymore because you're a believer. You're a fanatic. You've gone off the deep end. And so they won't speak to you anyway. They won't return your phone calls. That's going to be a burden. That's a good reason to fast. Break every yoke. A heavy burden. A long time burden. Maybe for 40, 50 years you've carried this Burden then maybe you skip lunch for a week and you take that lunch time just to pray. The third reason to fast says here, to let the oppressed go free and that ye break every yoke. let the oppressed go free. So the, the, when you're oppressed by an enemy, fast. When somebody is riding you hard at work, and you just don't know if you can take it anymore. You're about to break, and you call your prayer partner, and you say, Look, I don't know if I can go back to work today. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to destroy my testimony. I just cannot take it anymore. Okay, let's fast. The two of us, we will fast. You don't need to tell everybody. The Pharisees love to do that. You don't need to make your face look gaunt. You just need to fast. Talk to God. Two guys. Maybe it's your, your men's prayer group, your small group, your Sunday school class. Some way you share the burden you fast in regards to the oppression of an enemy so that they let the oppressed go free. Um, God wants to free us. We fast, number four, when you want to give up, give to somebody else. Now, this is interesting. <clears throat> Never saw this as a fast. It actually says, "Do you take your food and give it to your neighbors. Give it to somebody that's hungry. Uh, verse, uh, verse 7, is it not, what, what is not? It is not the fast, then, to deal thy bread to the hungry. We're not going to eat one meal today. We're going to take it to somebody that is hungry or somebody that is needy, and that thou bring the poor that thou cast out uh, to thy house. Not only that, you go bring the poor into your house. You share, uh, you you share hospitality with a family. You are fasting. Isn't that a great fast? You don't even go hungry, and you can fast. Is it not to go and bring a family in need that, uh, when we lived in Matisse, Wyoming, um, we, really a small town, church was right on the edge of town, but dad was always bringing families home. They would pull into town and need tires, need gas, need food, and... Uh, They've got 24 kids, and they they need something, and he, he would bring them home, and we would feed them, fill their car with gas, sometimes buy them tires, and send them on their way. Uh, that's a fast, an, a kind of an unusual fast, but uh, what a great way to fast. Invite your neighbors to a picnic. Not today, not this week. Wait until the snow melts, but... Use your facilities is what I'm saying. You, this is for uh, God's glory uh, fast then uh, when you want to give to someone else. Maybe your fast is, you know, I'm not going to, to buy a, a, a latte uh, this week. Now, that would be too much money. It, 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 okay, for two days, and I'm going to give this. $30 to somebody that has a need. I don't know what a latte costs. I don't even know what a latte is. But uh, but it, what it is saying here, what, what we consider our stuff, use for those that need it. Bread, homes, clothes, blankets, uh, chainsaws, Uh, Rotor tillers, uh, people have a need. This is God's stuff. And so we share with them. And uh, it's a form of fasting. Being generous is a form of fasting. We have a lot of generous fasting people in our church. Five, the fifth reason to fast. Maybe this is you. Uh, Verse 9 then shalt thou call, so what does that mean? Well, you pray, and the Lord shall answer when you need an answer to prayer. You ever need that all the time, don't you? Maybe there's an answer you just have got to hear from God, and, and you're not hearing. It's just, he's not there fast. Drop a meal. Drop eating for a day if you're if you, health-wise, that you can do that. You don't do anything contrary to what uh, your doctor might say. But you need an answer to prayer fast. Call. Because then what will the Lord say? I, I like this. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, here I am. Just what I want to hear when I have a, a need. I want to hear from him saying, here I am. What's up? Of course, he already knows. But he wants to hear us express that. Um, maybe it's to take away your yoke here. It says in verse 9, In midst of your yoke, put forth thy finger, and speak, speaking vanity, he's going to help us. So fast when, um, when you need an answer to prayer. It clarifies your prayer. Verse 11, fast when you need direction. The Lord shall guide thee continually. You need direction? Hey, fast. I don't know what to do. Fast. Spend some time in prayer. Prayer and fasting go together here. Um, Seven, fast when you need to be spiritually restored. Have you ever felt burnt out? Uh, One of the reasons why Cindy and I go to Cozumel is just to get renewed just to, uh, bask in his warmth and also the the country's warmth it is warm there you know we're not suffering for jesus down there in cozumel and you you recognize that and we thank you for letting us go but sometimes Our marriage needs restored. Sometimes our energy needs restored. Sometimes our spiritual relationship with God needs restored. Sometimes we just need to touch and feel the touch of our Savior again. And that's what uh, he is saying here in verse 11. Not only will he guide you, but he wants to satisfy your soul in drought. How often do you go through periods of drought in your life? Uh, I Mostly, it's once a year for me. Sometimes I can go two years before the drought hits. What about you? Where are you right now? Would you consider this a time of drought in your life? You're not really talking to God. You're saying, thank you for this food. Give us a good day goodbye and that's it maybe maybe you're in a, a time of drought you just need to spend a little time with him fast here a time when you need spiritually restored the picture here of of the watered garden you know this time of year we, we kind of look forward to the getting the waterfall started again and the, and the flowers planted like a spring of water whose waters never fail what a beautiful picture of what god wants to do generate again in you to remind you of the day you got saved and the excitement of your salvation and the day when you said wow jesus died for me he's forgiven my sins this is amazing and maybe we just need that restored in our own lives the uh, it goes to The last one really just goes with that one, verse 12. And they only, this is talking about buildings, not gardens. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. If your, your house is just falling down, falling apart, uh, I kind of think of this as I get old. You know, this old house, however that song goes, uh, it just it is not what it used to be. And that's the old gray mare. That's true. Um, but uh, the house begins to fall apart. And there's not a lot we can do about that. It's going to happen. Uh, fasting might help it. You get another day out of your house before it falls down and collapses. But... Um, but God wants to restore the old foundations. I think the old feelings of trust in God and the, the ways that they used to be, our love for him again, uh, the restoration down in, uh, on the island there, there are uh, all kinds of old ruins. And they're trying, they're rebuilding those old ruins. And they all, all continually have to clear back the brush that comes. Um, that story I never told Cindy that uh, this this year uh, and it was after Nate left and so I was running running by myself I told her I didn't tell Cindy because she would have said I don't want you to go run there anymore but uh, running up the coast the, the pavement ends they're trying to doing concrete for a while but uh, the old road is really rough and uh, it's uh, to the end of the pavement is four miles and then you start you go into the jungle and the jungles overgrown and it's just this road that goes through and and rough and running there it was about eight o'clock in the morning and uh, it was dark because the trees over there and I ran and I saw something up in front of me didn't know what it was there's wildlife and stuff and uh, as I was running started to make out that they were forms of people and uh, I got close enough so I could really see what they were and it was a gang of Mexicans with machetes every one of them had a machete and I thought oh Uh, I I was fortunate to be able to see that they were all wearing these reflective vests And they were hacking away at brush along the road. And that was their job all day long. They hacked away. Not at me. They smiled and waved. And and as I went by, they were, because they have to cut the brush back. I know we didn't get anywhere on the message today. And I apologize for that. But I, I do want to say that we've got to continually cut away the brush in our lives. And if it takes fasting to do it, fast. And often that's the only way that will change anything in our lives. There needs to be some uh, impetus to, to bring about change, right? Or we're going, to, we're going to swing the club the same way every time and get the same results every time unless we make some change. And so here are ten questions, and you can go through those. Ask those questions. We'll look at them again next Sunday. Uh, just... Uh, Do something different unless you are completely satisfied with your spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ. Do something different this week. Don't try to do everything different. Pick out one thing, just one thing, and make a change that will make a difference in your life this year. Let's pray. Father, you know the things that I have picked out You also know that I picked out too many, and so I've not been successful at them all. So, Lord, I pray you will help me, maybe through fasting, pinpoint the things that I need to change for this year and leave some of them for next year. I pray the same for this group and this this auditorium, Lord, our church family and friends here. And I know that some of them are carrying burdens that are way too heavy for anybody to carry. Might they realize, Matthew 11, 28, and 29, that you will yoke up with them and bear the most of the load for them. So Lord, uh, encourage us to continue on, to hack away the brush that continually grows in our lives, please. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.